right. Welcome to episode nine of the Mind Hub podcast. This week, your host, Cody and Dee, we're going to be talking about diet breaks, cheat meals, and then we're also going to talk about an update, world update, <laughs> because <laughs> it's crazy out there right now. Yes, and uh, I'm about to lose my damn mind. <laughs> it's just with with everything getting closed again, um, not where I am because not everything is opened. So, but <laughs> a lot of places are closing their things again, and gyms are getting closed and just everything. Yeah, so I'm out in California, so we just had a new little press conference from the governor. And I, you know, saw things trending. I always check what's trending on Twitter to get my latest news information. That's probably not the greatest idea because you can also just end up in a rabbit hole of who God knows what. Um, so right now in California, the things that are closed are restaurants, wineries, and tasting rooms, movie theaters, family entertainment centers, zoos, and museums. Uh, card rooms, bars must close all operations, and these impact counties Contra Costa, Fresno, Glen, Imperial, Kern, Kings, Los Angeles, Merced, Orange, Riverside, Sacramento, San Bernardino, San Joaquin. (laughs) I said that in the most white way possible. I'm half Mexican, not ashamed. Uh, Okay, Santa Barbara, Santa Clara. Solano, Stanislaus, Tulare, Ventura. Uh, so I'm in Placer, so that does not include my county. However, I'm right next to uh, Sacramento. Um, so I'm like, it's only a matter of time. Today is Wednesday. It changes every two seconds. That's how COVID has been. Like, literally, it's, you couldn't even, like, Remember, at, like, the start of COVID, you couldn't even listen to, like, a podcast a day late because it was already old news. That is what's happening again, and I hate it. <laughs> it's like a restart of this whole cycle. Mm-hmm. Like, everything was closed. We were at home. We had to work out at home. We had to do everything at home. We had to work from home. And then they let some of us go back to work. The gyms are open. Things are open. And then now you're going to close them again. And going to drive people crazy. Yeah. I think, I think it was more of like a tease. I'm almost like, well, if you just would have kept everything shut down, it wouldn't have been so bad. But now people are like, what? No. Like, because you got this temporary sense of normalcy or like it was improving. It was like this pulse sense of hope. And now it's just coming crumbling down. And I sound like the most negative person in the world right now. I am sorry. I'm processing my own feelings on this podcast. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, but, people say we're real, so that's true. We're gonna get real for sure. Uh, so basically, my biggest thoughts on it all, or my biggest feelings surrounding it, is just that my mental health versus having to work out at home versus having the gym is such a huge difference because at the gym, I just have that space there's this mental space that i can just get into and focus on the task at hand and just separate myself from everything else separate myself from work or just separate myself from cleaning my damn house while i'm working out like i could not 
just work out and then not think about the dirty dishes in the goddamn sink. Um, so just having the gym, you know, just have mental clarity, not having to think about getting creative about hitting a certain muscle group was amazing. It's kind of like, oh, rear delts. Instead of having to think about how the hell I'm going to hit those with a janky pair and like a Toontown weight set, it was just like, oh, here you go. Here's this reverse fly machine that you can hit right now. It's open. You don't even have to think about it. And it was amazing. And now I'm just thinking about going back to just not being able to have a space to clear my head uh, and just basically overthinking life. And I know it's not the end of the world. And it sounds so stupid because, like, people are dying. And I'm like, ugh, but my gains. But, like, it's more than gains. It's, like, mental health for me. Like, it's therapy. It's this outlet. Um, and I think that's something, like, if you hop on Twitter right now, you'll see all these people being like, why are the gyms still open? And they're, like, legit angry that the gyms are open. But it's, like, that's therapy to some people. Like, it's literally a mental health thing versus just, you know, a meathead, like, I'm going to lose my gains thing. Um, so that, and also you and I are both concerned about what's happening in with our show that is in Texas, uh, Houston, to be specific, which is getting hit uh, quite hard right now. So three months from now is our show, but you know we're we're kind of in that same place we were at the start of COVID, where we're like, is it going to be canceled? Is it going to be postponed? And what do we do with our prep at this point? Because before it was still, we still had some time, uh, but now it's like everybody is is starting at least most people are probably starting their prep i know i am i know you have been uh, since january 27th okay yeah <laughs> so i mean more rigidly when i started with you in the beginning of march but i i was still prepping not as hard but i, I was still prepping since january so if it gets postponed to december i am going to go crazy <laughs> And I think, like, if we had at least one piece of certainty that was like, okay, the gyms are definitely not going to close. It's okay. We'll pivot. Um, we'll just keep working out, and it'll be okay. Whenever the show happens, we'll kick it into gear again and keep going. But they're so – we're back to nothing is certain. And nothing ever is certain, but goddamn, like, can ever <laughs> – can there just be one piece of certainty? Like, at least before this, I knew that – the gym was there. It was open, and I mean, unless it like burned down overnight. But um, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. Wouldn't be surprised if that happened now. But it was not going to cross my mind previously until COVID, and you know, who knows? But yeah, basically, I'm freaking out because I'm like, Lord, do not take this away from me again. <laughs> I mean, I feel the same way. Like as I, we we were just talking about last week how we were both back in the gym and how excited we were and how I had to go to a different state to to go to the gym and and all of that. And now it's just like, okay, like Massachusetts, it's one of the best states right now for um, which is where I am for like COVID. Like we're still closed pretty much. The restaurants are open inside, um, and that's pretty much it. That's open besides stores is is restaurants you can eat it you can eat inside. Bars are still closed. Movie theaters are still closed. Like gyms are still closed. Everything. So I mean. We're supposed to go into phase three, which is the gyms opening, movie theaters, 
um, and things like that on Monday, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, the governor hasn't announced it yet, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, so it's just crazy to think that like we don't know and we're on prep and I know that we sound a little privileged and I'm sorry, but like this is a big thing that's going on in our life and I still have the online competition to look forward to, but like still like if it gets postponed till December, I'm going to have a three day cheat day days <laughs> and eat whatever I want for three days because I want donuts so. <laughs> and i think too i mean <laughs> this would probably sound very silly to anyone who is not in our shoes but also like we're allowed to have feelings right <laughs> like this is our life it's stupid to many but it's still real to us they're valid right you know um so i think too um that was my train of thought. Oh, yeah. It's hard, too, because not every town is the same. Uh, for example, mm-hmm. like, my town is so small, and my gym is usually empty. Um, so I there's probably been five people in my gym at the most at one time. There are separate rooms, too. Uh, so it can be very different than a gym that's, for example, like, in Southern California and lots of people or even Sacramento where there's lots of people and I know that they are still putting in place regulations and cutting down uh, you know how many people can be in there at once but it's also so different in you know contrast you know different towns and sizes and population so it's like can we still kind of just leave that up to details versus just a sweeping closure I don't know. And then we also have to consider, like, of course, you know, what did we really expect to happen? Because we were closed down for months um, and things, you know, we flattened the curve, right? But then you open things back up. We don't have a vaccine. I don't understand how we expected it to just be gone. Uh, So we, we have a huge difference here from the beginning of COVID to now is if you remember at the beginning of all this happening, and one of the biggest problems was testing. We did not have adequate testing. You literally had to have been in China for them to test you. It was like, oh, you can't breathe. You're you're dying. Uh, you might have COVID, but we can't test you because you didn't travel from China. So you don't meet the qualifications for a COVID test. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, what the hell? And now they're testing absolutely everybody. Like, you don't even need to be symptomatic. You do not even have to have come in contact with someone who had COVID-19. So they're they're testing everybody, and they're also testing everyone who goes in for any sort of medical procedure. Uh, it's like elective surgery, colonoscopy, all those things. So we have to take into consideration that people are just being tested for everything. And they might not have gone into the hospital for any sort of COVID-related issue, but then were tested and found out they had COVID. Um, But yeah, so I wish we had a solution. We obviously do not because it's like, we don't don't have a vaccine. So is this gonna be the new norm where we just kind of open and then close, open and close sporadically until we kind of come up with a vaccine? (laughs) But how long can we do this without going insane? We're already going insane. 
know. As I like, said, I was about to jump off my balcony. <laughs> like, I'm I'm going away this weekend to stay at a hotel with my partner because we just don't want to be in the house anymore. <laughs> and it's like, we can't do anything because nothing is open where we're going. So it's like, well, why are you going? Because we need a different atmosphere because we've yeah. been in the house and can't go anywhere. Exactly. And that's well, like... That's like what the gym was bringing to me. Yes. Was like a different environment, a different atmosphere, even if it was only for like an hour or so a day. So now I'm like, where do I go now? It's really hot now too. So being in my house all day in the summer, like, oh my God, I'm going to (laughs) cry. So yeah, sorry. I'm going to stop bitching now. You can take the microphone and tell me how you feel. No, I mean, I, I'm just, I just, like, I'm proud that one of the good things that came out of COVID for me was that I was able to show myself that I could make progress um, without the gym, and I could still lose weight and still make progress towards the Summer Shredding Classic, but if that doesn't happen, like, (laughs) I'm gonna still be, I'm going to be upset, and, and I, I, like, I wish my gym would open, um, in Massachusetts, but I don't foresee that happening for a very, very long time. And I just think that unless we close everything, like every single state, everything, and we're all on the same page, then it's not going to stop. Yeah. It's if every single state is on the same page, then that's different. But it, like if it's a nationwide thing, but because it's not like it, this is just going to, ha- this is just going to keep happening. And I mean, we don't have a vaccine, and it's probably going to sound insensitive, but, like, the death rates are going down, even though the positive cases are going up. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to look on a slight positive, (laughs) it might not be as deadly as it, you know, was once thought to be, because we are testing more. So, that makes sense. Uh, Not to say that, you know you shouldn't take precautions. I'm not saying that people will stop thinking that. I uh, I'm just, it, it, if there is to be any positive, it's that people are not dying at as high of a rate. Um, I do know a few people personally that were tested positive. One was basically asymptomatic, just experienced some fatigue. One got hit pretty harder, but didn't, you know, have a need to be hospitalized um the one that was asymptomatic he was actually he's like in his 50s um but he's pretty healthy and rides his bike and is active so maybe that you know has something to do with his symptoms it's kind of random you know we don't know a lot really of how hard it's going to hit somebody but neither of them needed medical attention so that's also a positive um, but I'm sure we'll hear more and more of people who have it, who are, you know, closer to us or people who have lost people to, um, COVID. So it's to say, you know, I don't want to be like a complete asshole and think that, you know, it's not affecting people and it totally is. But, um, you know, there's just, you know, it's kind of how we talk about how, when it comes to health, there's a lot of things involved. It's not just like your physical health, uh, it's your mental health as well. And 
I feel like at this point we are putting that we are putting safety as like the number one priority, but there's also, you know, more components to health or, you know, life. And I know that our, you know, everybody's mental health right now is like in the toilet. Um, so it's not, to, I don't know. It's just something that I think should be a part of the equation uh, along with, you know, safety and precautions. And I think that everyone has the right or should have the right to stay home if they want. I don't think anyone should ever be forced to work if they don't feel safe. I don't think anyone should go to the gym if they don't feel safe. Um, but it just sucks when like your your personal choice is just like, it's like not, an, not an option. They're like, we're just closing the gyms and sorry. <laughs> so. <laughs> So if so if the show gets postponed, what would be the first thing that you eat? <laughs> oh man. Hmm. Go going going to our finally seven seventeen minutes and going to Yeah, our sorry. I just <laughs> No no, it's not you, it's apparently. me too. We oh, just I need did. we needed to talk about it. I'm sure other people are feeling the same way. I did a lot of the bitching and now people probably hate me because I'm sorry, I am definitely just being a, a downer. And, and actually, it, so, actually, someone said we had radio voices and that we're really easy to listen to. So <laughs> I don't think that's true. Oh, man. Well, now, you know, I'm, I'm glad I can just make your day worse today. So I'm just kidding. Um, what? Oh, yeah. What food would I eat? <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, probably if I could find a way to get sushi, I'd probably do it. Um I've passed the point where I can allow myself to have it, even though I haven't had it since before COVID. Because <laughs> I don't want to go, like, order it and pick it up or whatever. I don't know. I live in the fucking mountains, so sushi is the wicklers. <laughs> so, um, yeah, sushi used to be a thing that I would do, like, socially. And, you know, I'm an introvert, so it was, like, my thing. I'd be like, sure, I'll hang out with people if we get sushi. Now I'm like, okay, no point to get sushi if I'm not hanging out with anyone. So, <laughs> um, yeah, maybe sushi. What else? I would probably buy some some nut butter again because I have uh, taken that out of my house because <laughs> I cannot control myself. <laughs> um. So I haven't had any sort of nut butter in a couple of weeks, and I miss it for sure. Um, that Those are so still weird. pretty healthy. They they're healthy, but like damn, they can pack some calories. Um, so that was like my strategy of like, I'm just gonna lean out if I just stop. Uh, I am so far I can tell. So that's that's good. I've not done much change besides that. Um, but yeah, I probably. You know, find a way to get sushi, I think. How about you? <laughs> uh, I would have some donuts. I'd go to my favorite donut place if they're open. Um, I've been really craving some pizza, some, like, greasy, and I would, and I would like, some tequila. You know what? Alcohol sounds so, great right now. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't think of that. <laughs> it's probably since I started with you, I think, March, I haven't had any. Yeah. So. Alcohol is hard to uh, 
incorporated into bread. I might have some a little bit this weekend, but not since we're talking about diet breaks and and you don't like the word cheat meals, right? You like diet breaks better. Yeah, well, I mean, those are kind of like can be two different things. I like treat meals, um, so it's not much different. I just call it a treat meal because it has less of like a negative connotation to it. Um, that way you feel like excited, like, oh, I'm treating myself versus like, I'm such a fucking rebel. I'm cheating on my diet. And yeah, you could end up feeling a little bit guilty afterwards and just kind of falling into a cycle of binge eating because, you know, you felt like you're cheating and you you messed up or something. So I call it treat meals, things like that. <laughs> Should we hop into that now that? <laughs> yeah. We're oh, also but... recording on a different day today, so our flow is off, just so you guys know. Yeah, we usually record, like, earlier in the day, and it is evening time, so it's definitely a different feeling, and that's probably why I'm more pissed off. Um, <laughs> get me get me in the morning, and I'm a little bit more pleasant, which is not usually people's norm. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so cheat meals, and diet breaks, and... Uh, treat meals and tracking, non-tracking, or just to go about ways of preserving sanity while dieting. Um, where did you want to start? I used to have a really negative impact on cheat meals. I would always feel guilty and things like that. But I've learned that, you know, your body, like, needs a refeed. Your body needs, like, the grease sometimes. It needs, like, the extra calories and the extra fat and the extra carbs, um, sometimes to thrive off of them so it's good to have them once in a while how often do you recommend like if someone isn't on prep like not us um i don't really have like a a recommendation so you know diet breaks or treat meals or cheat meals whatever you want to call them it's not something that i really schedule for myself or for people it's more of something to uh, put in use when you need it. So if you're just like, if you're going out to dinner with somebody or if you're having a social event, if you're going on vacation, you can kind of apply it in these areas. That way you don't have to worry about, you know, not hitting your macros or going over your calories or something like that because it's like you have this option of using it, you know, as a diet break or that sort of thing. Um, then I think that I just brain farted. Uh, so (laughs) as far as how often someone should do it, it really just depends on the individual. If you feel like you're about to go into fuck it mode, that might be a good idea to like have a bit of a diet break because fuck it mode just is you've been dieting too hard for too long and you just lose your mind and you want to eat everything in sight and you might do that and then you might feel bad for it the next day (laughs) and then just kind of start a cycle of binging and restricting um so if you feel like you might soon be going into fuck it mode it'd be better to kind of have like a more relaxed approach to being like okay i think tomorrow i'll you know allow myself a treat meal or you know an extra x amount of calories or if you have a coach you can ask them what they should what you should do how many calories or what is appropriate for the time being um and i think also like everyone kind of has a different definition of what a diet break or cheat meal or whatever could be so it's good to 
clarify what that definition so like if you came to me and you're like when do i get a cheat meal i'd have to be like well let's first like kind of clarify what that means to you because cheat meal could mean you know maybe your calorie allowance is 1800 but now you're gonna eat like 5700 calories or cheat meal could just mean like you had a candy bar or you had like a burger and fries instead of or maybe it meant you just had a day where you didn't track um so definitely good to clarify what the definition of cheat meal is to you um but i would say it all kind of depends on what you feel you need at that time but also what is appropriate for the time um yeah i don't know where i'm going with that help (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i feel like i'm getting close to the fuck it mode where i'm like i need to like do i need to have something even if it because i know this will probably be one of my last ones if not my last one um or maybe like one more in a month but probably my last one um so i have to make it count (laughs) but like i'm almost there because it's been probably almost a month and a half almost two months since i've had like something that wasn't like lean or french fries because i make french fries in my air fryer every night so like potatoes <laughs> but like something that you know I, i've had chipotle here here and there but something that i didn't cook myself or my partner cooked for me like i don't know sweets too like the chocolate chips last week <laughs> like <laughs> i think i'm craving something uh a, a little different um and I know it'll get harder, um, but I realized that, like, my cravings don't come as, as often as they did, though. Um, like, when I first started prep, it was, like, I would want something all the time. And now it's, like, I went this long without, like, feeling like I needed one. Mm-hmm. And that's funny, too, because, like, so many people ask me, um, what do you do about cravings? Like, how do you stop them? And it's, like, unfortunately... <laughs> really the only way is to give into them less and to you know basically you have to like practice restraint more um which is a difference between restriction and restraint i think those two can get confused and it's like oh restriction it's so toxic like i don't want to restrict myself and it's just like you're not restricting yourself there's a difference like you can practice restraint sometimes it's okay um that's not toxic there is a time and place for that um you know we can't always have what we want all the time uh we have to parent ourselves you know like when you're kids and you you want a cookie and then your mom tells you no because you'll spoil your dinner or something we have to do that for ourselves so it's kind of in the same sense it's not restriction it's just not the time you know um and also too like for example let's use you know your upcoming little getaway if for, so I told you that I still wanted you to track even if you went over calories. And the biggest reasoning being that we have a tendency to reach for things that, you know, maybe we we haven't had in a while because we don't have to track it. Uh, <laughs> it's like when you're, you're traveling, I would say, like, enjoy it, enjoy the local food. Like, if you're over at grandma's house and she cooks you her famous lasagna or something, uh, you know, go ahead and and enjoy it. It's not something that you get to have all the time. 
But if you find yourself traveling, but you're like, say you're back at the hotel and you're face first in a bag of Doritos, that's when you're like, know that you can get Doritos anywhere. So that would probably not be the best way to approach it. But you're just eating that because you don't have to track it. So you feel like you can just go at anything. So I would say, like, if you have a getaway weekend and you're like, I am not going to track, make a rule to be whatever your food is that you tend to, like, find yourself face first in if it's, you know, at a hotel or whatever. It's like a no Dorito rule or a no peanut M&M rule or a no Oreo rule or whatever it is that you haven't had for a while and you're just like, I don't have to track I'm going to get me some of that so I could just pretend it never happened. Um, so if you if you don't do a tracking thing, you have to, like, set some some rules so you don't go crazy. Um, but, yeah, for you, though, you have a, a very special circumstance. So <laughs> I'm going to make you track anyways. <laughs> um, so not trying to be mean or an asshole, um, but... You have a very time, uh, you have a time frame for your goal versus someone who's just kind of, you know, going at their own pace and it's okay to like, yeah, you know, give it a little bit more time with things. So that is why I'm still having you track, even (laughs) if you uh, go over on calories. (laughs) And I do always say that what I'm doing, I don't recommend people do. I've just been on this journey a long time and I wanted to push myself a little bit more. But if you're, if you were like, I was like, you're really big and you want to start, like, don't do what I am doing. Like that is not a healthy way, but I'm aware of that. And I'm working with someone who is also aware of that. So <laughs> it's, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> and I think like, I mean, it depends. It could still be healthy as long as you still if your relationship with food doesn't become this thing where it's like you're fearful of not tracking or you're like fearful to eat something because you're worried about ruining your progress or it all like the health can be defined by your relationship with it not the actual act itself and everyone's kind of different um so i mean your journey that you've been doing the past few months could be healthy for somebody, depending on who that person is. It's not for everybody. That's why everyone's <laughs> different. Like one person's journey can be completely unhealthy for another person. Um, so it's just kind of to be aware of, you know, everyone's different and your mental health and your relationship with everything is probably going to be the determining factor in that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like what we talked about last week, uh, mental health. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and when I say it, it's not healthy, I just mean that like that's not how I like. If someone was starting off the way I started off, I wouldn't recommend restricting yourself as much at first. That's, yeah, that's what I mean when when I say it. Yeah, for sure. Like, it takes a while. I think this is why. I don't, this is why I kind of assign, people always want meal plans for me sometimes, and it's kind of why I, I don't I do not do meal plans, because it can actually create kind of a, a worse relationship with food, and it, it's a bit of a band-aid, because what do you do when that meal plan is over? You're kind of, you still don't really know what to, to eat, and you're 
it could create some confusion or guilt or shame or just anxiety of like what if you have a social event or you want to eat out somewhere and it's not on the meal plan and then you're like oh no I ate off the meal plan I, I, I might as well just like give up I can't do this it's just such a rigid way of starting off and it's like anyone who <laughs> can follow a meal plan strictly from the start probably already has a bad relationship with food I mean <laughs> um, for you to be able to do that but also it's just it doesn't supply also a way to teach people how to kind of be self-sustainable and how to keep going with their macros by eating foods that they enjoy versus a meal plan type of deal but then also people tend to figure out what foods might trigger them into eating too much and that's why I don't really give people off-limit foods. I give suggestions of what might be like a good idea or just, you know, more beneficial. But people generally come to that conclusion on their own by just trial and error being like, oh, man, like chocolate chips, for example. You're like, damn, like I cannot eat chocolate chips without wanting to eat the whole damn bag. So that is something that people tend to learn as they keep going. So that's why... I'm like, I'm not going to give you a meal plan. Like, these are all these things that are a learning process. It's hard. It's definitely more complicated at first, but it it pays off in the end. So I don't know how I got on that tangent. (laughs) No, no. Like, I, I, I agree completely. Like, yours is almond butter, sushi. Mm-hmm. Or you don't really have sushi, but, like, mine is, like, chocolate chips. Like, I could have cookies in the house. Like, um, my partner had a whole bunch of cookies in the house in the freezer, and I didn't touch them. So it's, like, because I think I know that they're not that bad for me, I can have a few, but then I can have a few more, and then I can have a million <laughs> more, and then, oh, okay, it's, it's all over. But but it takes a long time for you to get to that point to realize what triggers you. But if, sure. if But if you work on it and, and you – start realizing what your body like and what your mind what they go for what your body wants um it's a lot easier yeah and you have to be careful of those things where you can just do like a grab and go or if like there's those foods that you can stand in your pantry and try to figure out what to eat and like you're standing there like there's there's a meme I saw somewhere where it was like the serving size of a bag of chips is the amount of chips you eat trying to decide if you want to eat chips (laughs) I was like oh my god that's so true (laughs) uh so you have to be careful of those things where it's just like open bag you can reach your hand in and just grab a few things throughout the day and that's how people can get caught up and be like why am I not making progress it's because there's so many opportunities for you to just kind of graze and not track it Uh, or even forget it might not even be intentional but sometimes you know when you've been doing something for years it's hard to break that or it's hard to like be aware of what you're actually doing so that you know controlling your environment can be really important when it comes to to cravings and I know that if I'm having a client or something that's really struggling with like one food in particular my first suggestion would be to like try to control your environment to where if you are craving that food, make it so you have to go out and get it. Like you physically have to drive to the store to pick up that said item. <laughs> you have to drive to the store 
in the middle of a pandemic in 2020 when God knows <laughs> what's going to happen. <laughs> if you still want that ice Come cream or whatever it is after, then by all means, <laughs> go for it. I know when when I walked the eight miles, I went to four or five different grocery stores looking for my low-fat, low-calorie <laughs> Milk and Cookies by Ben and Jerry's, and I didn't get it, but I was so mad because I literally <laughs> went to, like, four or five stores. I was like, I'm having this after. Like, it fits in my macros. Like, I just walked eight miles, and nope. <laughs> <laughs> Which I find hilarious because it's like, uh, so how did you get COVID-19? Well, <laughs> my search for Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> I had to go to eight different grocery stores, and apparently I was exposed at one of them. Uh so, <laughs> but yes, I say control your environment if you can. That can potentially be anxiety-inducing. I get it because what if the craving hits and you're home and you don't have it and you have nothing to soothe yourself, you have nothing to cope with because you've been coping with this for so many years. However, like I said, if you allow yourself to still go get it, but just that space, that time between um, your home and the store – can really potentially save you from actually, you know, indulging in it because there's something where they say, like, if you wait 10 minutes or something, if you have a craving, generally it starts to go away if you can just get past that 10 minute window. So that drive or, you know, that eight door search could potentially. <laughs> it <up>. didn't. <laughs> but yeah, it could maybe a speed bump, you know. So, uh, yeah, environment can be that. Helpful. I get questions about a lot, and that's how do you take breaks from tracking, or do you have to track for the rest of your life? And the simple answer to that is no. And I think for me, I tend to take breaks when I'm in maintenance mode, and I just use, uh, you know, how my clothes are fitting or how I'm feeling as kind of a gauge. And if I'm like, oh man, um, suddenly, you know, uh, my pants are fitting tighter, then I might start tracking just to get an idea of where I'm at. Uh, maybe, you know, it depends. Like if it doesn't, if it's a season where it just doesn't matter, I'm not going to care a whole lot. But if you have like a goal in mind, tracking is going to help you stay aware. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, moving into like kind of intuitive eating gonna be 100% real with you. It's gonna be easier to apply intuitive eating the less processed foods that you consume because processed foods are basically what has made us have to track anyways in the first place because we can just keep eating that shit. Um, so it's if you tend to stick to whole foods, it's a lot harder to overeat them or to like ignore your hunger in full signals. So you might notice like if you eat like a huge salad, you're feeling full afterwards. But if you eat, you know, a donut, you're kind of like, damn, I could eat five more of those. So it just, it depends. I think these are all things that you learn in the process of tracking. So there is benefit to having that time where you do track and you are just learning and becoming more aware of foods, what is in them and your triggers and controlling your environment, what to do with cravings. Um, yeah. 
I think that's it. But if you got this far into the podcast, we appreciate you. Uh, Thank you for listening. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. uh, And we upload every Monday at around 10 a.m. Yes, so join us on Mondays. And we love you. I hope you don't hate us now. And I hope you stick around.